0: Live from the Business Radio X Studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone, welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and uh, folks, this is going to be a great one today. We've got Dr. Ramon Stewart, and he is the uh, new newly named president. Of Clayton State University. We're going to get to him in just a second, but I just want to remind you that we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank on Windward Parkway in Alpharetta. And if you need a better solution for your business as it relates to your bank, my suggestion is go to renaissancebank.com and find their local office and give them a call. And what you'll find is a live person actually answers the phone Imagine that, <laughs> and what, you, what you're going to get, and this is my experience, is a bank that's big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now, as I mentioned, we're welcoming, welcoming Dr. Ramon Stewart, and he is the president of Clayton State University. Dr. Stewart, welcome. Uh, thank you, John. Thank
1: you so much for having me, and, and thank you, Renaissance Bank, for providing us this opportunity to have a discussion.
0: Let's, thank you so much. Now, you have just come in as president of Clayton State. For the three or four people that don't know Clayton State, let's give them an overview. Talk, talk about how you're serving uh, students in, in the wider Georgia market out there.
1: Absolutely, John. Well, one of the biggest things about Clayton State University, I'll tell you, is that we're probably one of the most impactful institutions of higher education in South Metro Atlanta region that uh you've heard and felt, but you may not have known that you've actually seen. Uh, we were founded in 1969, just a mere 52 years ago. We've been blessed to be led by four visionary men and I'm the fifth president of Clayton State University. As you said, I joined on July 1, 2021. Uh, we're an institution that started as a junior college, and through the support and growth and vision of my predecessors, we've grown into a comprehensive uh, four-year and master's degree granting institution that has almost 7,000 students that we educate. Uh, we draw a lot of students from Fayette, Clayton, and Henry counties, uh, but we also have a reach throughout the state of Georgia, throughout our nation, through and even throughout our world.
0: So I I want to get to some of the particulars about the, the university in a second, but talk about your background and what, I mean, you've got quite a resume. You could have gone a lot of different places. Why Clayton State? Yeah, well, certainly, John. And um, one of the biggest things is, and, and
1: whether it be the AJC article or some different things that have been done to talk about my uh existence and and coming here. You know, I tell people all the time, I'm just a poor little country boy from Southern West by God, Virginia. I grew up in the coal fields of Southern West Virginia and back in the sixties, then Senator Kennedy came through and campaigned, and the first executive order that he wrote as president was to create what we now refer to as food stamps. Um, because he saw the plight of the displaced minors. Mm. Uh, my county, McDowell County in southern West Virginia, we were once labeled the billion-dollar coal field. And now, unfortunately, if you turn to Google, you will see that McDowell County is one of the poorest counties in all of America. Mm. Um, I was born to a single mother who dropped out of high school in the ninth grade. Uh, one of the things that's kind of unique for my mother is uh, she actually went from a GED all the way up to a Ph.D. And because of her journey, uh what I was able to witness is I witnessed my mother hitchhike 32 miles in one direction to get to college at Bluefield State College and then have to hitchhike 32 miles back uh to get home to a son that was getting off the bus. And I did not know or understand then that my mother's educational journey was shaping my own mission um that mission took me to West Virginia University where I entered in as a biology major and I remember West Virginia University uh had a uh it was known as being a, a top party school in the nation and I probably did everything in my power and uh the power of my fellow students to uphold that distinction and uh needless to say, as a biology major, the best sleep I had my freshman year of college was when I'm in the room with 350 other people and they turned off the lights. <laughs> uh, but it was it was my sophomore year in college, which was the first time I ever heard the word engineering. Oh. Um, and, you know, I say all the time, it's hard for you to be what you cannot see. Um, I was lucky that I was introduced by a gentleman that was a res- residential assistant with me, introduced me to the concept of engineering. And I went on to become a computer engineer, um, after, you know, switching my major my sophomore year. Um, that coupled with going to graduate school, I had some tragedies and I, I, I went as a way to escape some of the tragedies that occurred in, in, in college, especially grad school. I went and started working at West Virginia State. And at the ripe age of 23 going on 24, I became a college professor. Uh, My only interest was to be there for a year, get my bearings about me, and go make a bunch of money as an engineer. I got there, fell in love with it. West Virginia State would allow students to go from a certificate degree, to an associate's degree, to a bachelor's degree, and i was there when the institution launched its first masters degrees and so when we look at those experience working as as a faculty senate president there then i went on and 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 continued my education to complete my doctorate and through those, um, went into administration. Through administration, I learned, and nobly, I learned a lot at my previous institution, Fort Valley State University, where I served as provost and vice president for academic affairs. Now, and I say all of these things to say, this is why I think I need to be at Clayton State. Mm. Because when you think about my journey, you think about, while I'm not first-generation college students. I am a college student that came from humble beginnings like many of our students here. Mm-hmm. I am that person that understands the transformative impact of higher education because I've watched what it did for my family. Because without that, I could not be here talking with you. And then also through my experiences, and I tell that I have learned and developed a cadre of friends and, and a network that gives me an opportunity to reach out and try to build some bridges that will afford our opportunity, uh, opportunity for our students to move from being admitted to Clayton State University, but more importantly, graduating from Clayton State University.
0: Wow. I mean, you, as we talked before we came on the air, I mean, we've, we've had uh, other deans and uh, faculty on the show before, so we're familiar with Clayton State. What's interesting to me about your background is you're really um, in your own mother. I mean, you're really looking at some faces that you have in your student body that could be your mom at an earlier age, right? Absolutely. You know, I mentioned
1: I, I, I held the inaugural State of the University Address for the institution Yesterday, And one of the things that um, I went off script for a moment Mm -hmm. and I went off script because one of the things that I saw witness or bore witness to is I was walking on campus and I saw I opened the door to my conference room and outside my conference room is a classroom. And I looked down and I saw a young girl, maybe six, seven years old. I looked down and I saw her sitting outside the room coloring on the floor. And that's an odd experience or so. But then I looked up and there was a little white note and it said, I am fine. My mother is in class right now and I've been instructed not to talk to strangers, but I'm okay. And I know that if I need anything, all I need to do is go into the classroom. Mm. And I say that to say that made me think of the sacrifices my mother had to make in order to make sure that not only could she elevate our family through her education, but also take care of me too. And I think when you, when you talk about Clayton state university, I think it's fair to say that we meet students where they are and we help them go to places they never dreamed of going. And that's the power of what we do here.
0: For sure. And Part of the mission of Clayton State is to maybe offer flexibility in education for those students that did not exist when your mother came through, right? It was a lot more regimented in how education was delivered.
1: Yeah, yeah. we, we definitely, um, through our talented faculty and our dedicated staff, we definitely work with people. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with them, and we work for them to find meaningful solutions to challenges and And as I say all the time, we try to prevent challenges from becoming problems. And as long as we remain diligent and steadfast in doing that, we provide that opportunity for our students to grow while here, but more importantly, go and do the things that are necessary to be transformative, not only for their life, but the lives of the people they love and, and take care of.
0: So, Dr. Stewart, I'm curious about you. You've now been at, at the university for, as you mentioned, 100 days, roughly. Talk about what you do. Found in your listening sessions that you you conducted. I mean, what were some of the things that were confirmed in your mind about the institution, and maybe some surprises that were pleasant for you as you made that journey? Yeah, you know, when I when I got
1: here, I, I told the team I know enough about Clayton State University to know that I do not know enough about Clayton State University, and so I embarked on this listening journey and. At the end, John, we had over 700 engagements, both internal and external, uh, where we listen. Um, and through those listening sessions, I learned of basically seven things. There were seven themes that emerged. My transition team wrote the report. And with those seven themes, did I learn anything that I thought was surprising? Simply this, that you, some of the other listeners of your podcast, do not really know who Clayton State University is, and more importantly, probably do not know or understand exactly what we do. Mm. And I always talk, I had uh, uh, Dr. Lucille O'Neill here, and many may know her. She's the mother of Dr. Shaquille O'Neal, the NBA uh, Hall of Famer. And when Dr. O'Neill, who lives in Henry County, one of the main areas that we really work with, When she came here, she said, I thought this was a community college, a junior college. When she left from visiting me, tears were in her eyes because she knew of not only were we not a community or junior college, we are a comprehensive regional institution that again has a transformative impact on the lives of students because she was surprised about what we
0: do and more importantly, who we do it for. Mm. Wow. Terrific work. Dr. Ramon Stewart is with us folks, and he is the president of Clayton State University. So you gave your state of the university address and, uh, you know, we, we, I would love to play it for everyone, but we can't do that. So give us, give us the short version of that. I mean, in terms of the, what you see today, and how that translates into where you're going?
1: Yeah, so John, in the state university address, and I want to thank my team so much for helping me bring things together from my transition team to my uh, marketing and communications team. Um, you know what what we wanted to do because of how young our institution is only 52 years old. We wanted to make sure we had the notion of building new tradition while resting upon old. And so one of the first things we did is we paused to recognize, uh, our, my four predecessors, including uh, my close friend, Dr. Tim Hines, who's president emeritus. He's number four. I'm number five. And, um, it's so thankful to spend the time with him. We actually were at uh, the game five of the World Series. And I hear I'm bad luck because the Braves didn't bring it home on Halloween. Uh, but, <laughs> Uh, Thankfully, the Braves brought it home and looking forward to the parade down Peachtree. Absolutely. Um, But what happens is we pay, took time to, to recognize those individuals, but we also took time and, and that represented the past. And I wanted to make sure that we took time to focus on understand the present. When we talk about our our talented faculty members who are internationally acclaimed for their research and writings, I wanted to talk about our dedicated staff and how we've partnered with the University System of Georgia and the Georgia Department of Public Health to do a statewide program to address minority and minority health disparities that we knew or learned more about because of this pandemic. Wanted to take time to recognize our talents, talented students, our student athletes. Just in the short period of time I've been here, we've had two Division II National Student Athletes of the Week. One of the two is actually a female member of our soccer team, or women's soccer team. And she's the first person in the history of that program to earn that distinction. And then our alumni, and and I call them Laker heroes. One of our top uh, degree programs here is our our nursing degree program. They've been on the front line of this pandemic. They've given of their talent. They've given of their time and, and worked tirelessly and diligently to save lives. And I look at what they've done and I think about their contributions where we had a $12 million campaign going on, and we exceeded that campaign and went to $15 million. And right now, because of their support and dedication, we are slated to potentially garner more than $11 million in resources uh, this year because of the work that people are doing. But then the other thing is I wanted to pause and reflect on what the transition team had mentioned, Mm -hmm. the transition team had listened to, and they had seven reoccurring themes. And I talked through those seven themes. And as I talked through those themes, I gave examples of the things that we're doing already to address them. But last, but certainly not least, understanding the past, gaining an appreciation of the present, I concluded the state of the university address with some challenges. And I challenge people to subscribe to a vision. First of all, first and foremost, at Clayton State University, we must know that if a student is good enough to be admitted to Clayton State University, then that student is great enough to be a graduate of Clayton State University. We must be unapologetic about who we are, what we do, and who we do it for. L- we must also make sure that we are the cornerstone of the growth of economic development in South Metro in this region. And last but certainly not least, we must be unapologetic about the notion that we are South Metro Atlanta's institution of higher education. And so I concluded by looking. And if you think about a Laker, that's our mascot. You ask yourself, what is a Laker? Many of your listeners may think about the Los Angeles Lakers. Or if you go to Google, you'll see that Laker is a noun. It's a type of of, uh, trout that's in a lake, or you'll hear that it's a boat designed to row across the Great Lakes. But we defined what a Laker was, and I, I talk about now Laker is a verb, and that was simply, I believe that a Laker should be one that picks up their oar, dust off their oar, puts it in the water, and starts to row in unison to a common destination. And that destination for us is going to be South Metro Atlanta's institution of higher education. Mm.
0: I love it, and you actually pulled an oar out from behind the podium i I don't know where you were hiding that or dr. Stewart, but that, you actually uh gave, gave folks an object lesson there yes, um yeah. but but um what what's amazing to me about clayton state d- 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 just to talk about not only history but trajectory right because t- trajectory is really important on where where you where you've come from. Is in 52 years, how f- far the institution has come. And maybe folks, I, don't, I won't say underestimating, or maybe they don't know, just don't understand. Uh, part of that is just Clayton State has come out of nowhere, you know, in 1969 to quite a university in terms of its rankings just to mention one thing. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, John, one of the biggest things, one of the seven reoccurring themes is, um, brand image. That was one of the big things. And you'll oftentimes hear things like we're a well-kept secret. Mm. Uh, we're a hidden gem. We're a diamond in the rough. And all of those things sound really, really good until you get into this competitive space of higher education. Mm. And I realized, we realized that, you know, we need to tell our story. And another part of the State of the University address is, I went ahead and announced earmarking additional resources to our marketing and communications area. We need to be very, very bold and unapologetic again about who we are, what we do, And who we do it for. And I say that because one of the unique things about Clayton State University that a lot of people may not realize, uh, we are a minority serving institution and we have the distinction of being a predominantly black institution. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. our student population, more than 60 percent of our student population is black. And oftentimes you hear a lot about the HBCUs, and, and I know quite a bit about them because I spent the majority of my career in HBCUs. But here in the state of Georgia of the 11 HBCUs, there's only one of them that educates more black students than we do here at Clayton State University. And so when you look at that, we do a lot to change the, the trajectory of minorities, not only Black students, but our Asian-American population, our Hispanic population. So I believe we are the institution that represents the diversity and the inclusion and the equity that our country is going to need to move to the next level Mm. as we prepare for life in America post the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: For sure. And um you've got I'd like to get again to the students that you serve because I think in terms of um folks that don't know Clayton State, maybe they don't understand that profile of student that you serve. You know, the mom that's sitting in a classroom while her six year old's out in the hallway uh because she did not have child care. Um, you know, Talk about the special needs that students like that have that Clayton State serves. Yeah. You
1: know, John, the big thing is our students will tell you they do not need a handout. Mm. They simply need a hand up. And whether it be you, whether it be me, and and this goes back to your first question about why Clayton State, I believe those humble beginnings – those beginnings that many of your listeners are familiar with, the, the notion of trying to make a dollar out of 15 cent or the month uh, having a couple more days in it than your bank account has dollars. Mm. Uh, you know, when you think about those things, you think about how those stories have built grit and resilience in us. Uh, those are the stories that we always think about. It's not how you start the game. It's how you finish it. And so our students are hungry. I like to say that they're hungry, but humble. Uh, They know, again, that higher education can transform their lives. And I believe not only myself, but all members of Clayton State University must be committed to actually helping them do just that. Sometimes our students know how to get from point A to point Z. But other times they may be like my mother who stopped out. See, here at Clayton State University, we don't, no student can ever drop out of college. They may stop out of college, but we always want them to know that as long as they affix their GPS to 2000 Clayton State Boulevard in Morrow, Georgia, they can always stop back in, but more importantly, they can get the resources that are necessary to help them leave the next time with a
0: degree in hand. And you've got a lot of uh, programs, opportunities, uh, uh, internships, work opportunities for students that uh, prepare them for life outside the classroom.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, you know, because of our location, again, unfortunately being a diamond in the rough or or well-kept secret or so, people do not realize that we're a stone's throw away from Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, Um, you know, with the major Fortune 500 companies here in the Atlanta metro area. Uh, some of our degree programs, whether it be nursing, as I mentioned, our Laker heroes, mm-hmm. uh, to our supply chain management, when you think about the cargo that comes either up 75 from Miami or coming from the ports of Savannah, 16 coming into 75. Uh We have a lot of opportunity right here in South Metro to make connections with business and industry to, again, not only provide students with real life work experience while in the classroom, but also connect them for careers
0: post-graduation. So, we, we are a uh, business radio network, and we're, we're going to ask business for, for uh, what you need. So t- let's get it out there. Tell, tell the business community how they can help make your vision for the university a reality.
1: You know, John, your listeners just need to say our name. Mm. I want them to say our name because they know our name. I want them to know who we are, what we are, and what we do. And when I think about those things, then as your listeners know our name, they know who we are, what we do and who we do it for. Then your listeners, the business, the industry partners will then think of Clayton State as a partner that has solutions to the challenges they have. They'll think of Clayton State as a partner who can help provide the intellectual capacity, not only through our faculty and staff, but also our talented students and graduates to help elevate their business, to increase their bottom line, but more importantly, for them to be contributors to the sustained growth and development of not only our region, our state, our nation, and our world. And so for your listeners, again, we want you to not only know our name. But we want you to say our name. And when you say our name and you know our name, know what we can do as partners to help not only Clayton State University, but business and industry be better tomorrow
0: than we both are today. Terrific. Dr. Ramon Stewart, folks, president of Clayton State University. So as we wrap up, Dr. Stewart, I'm um, we've mentioned vision. What are we, you and I going to be talking about five years from now when we have the, another conversation, I hope before then? But what, what what's, the, what's the five years, just to pick out a number, what does that look like for you? You know,
1: five years from now, Clayton State University will be a household name in South Metro Atlanta and throughout the state of Georgia. We will be that institution that embraces diversity. Uh, we will be unapologetic about who we are, what we do, and who we do it for. And through those things, we're going to change lives. Uh, we currently have a $292 million economic impact on this region. Five years from now, I see no reason why that shouldn't be doubled. Mm. Uh, because we have, uh, when you look at the growth and development of this region, uh, there's been substantial growth north. It's time to come south.
0: Mm.
1: And I want business and industry to know. I want our students to know. I want our faculty, our staff to know that we're ready and we're poised to be uh, partners and change agents to prepare this institution, to prepare this region for that astronomical growth and development that we've seen in other metro areas of Atlanta. We're going to do it five years from now, and we're going to be talking about it because we're going to prove that Clayton State University is South Metro Atlanta's institution of higher education.
0: Great words from Dr. Ramon Stewart, folks. Uh, president of Clayton State University, um, proud Laker, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Stewart. This has been great. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on, taking some time to come on and join us, and tell us uh, the story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, John. And um, you know, I, I I
1: tell my team all the time, it's we, not me. Um, And I'm so thankful for the talented faculty, staff, students, and alumni of Clayton State University. And um, I challenge you, your listeners, pick up your oars, dust them off, and let's get to rowing.
0: Terrific. And if you can't find your oar, Dr. Stewart's got one for you, folks. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Ramon Stewart, president of Clayton State University, thanks again so much for coming on. Thank you, John. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick reminder. You can find our show, North Fulton Business Radio, on all the major podcast apps. North Fulton Business Radio is the search term. And, yes, we get to south the south side of Atlanta because it's important to all of us. Um, but uh, it, we would love it if you don't subscribe to the show to subscribe because you'll hear great business leaders and community leaders like Dr. Stewart um, uh, throughout the throughout all our series. Uh, so we're up here, episode number 410, something like that. So uh, we'd love it if you would uh, uh, share our growth with us. And if you need uh, to get in touch with me, you can email me at jray at com. So for my guest, Dr. Ramon Stewart, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.